0: How you doing, guys? Third Eye Edify podcast. It's a pretty special episode for you. I'm sure they'll all be special in some way, but um, maybe you noticed what I was reading there uh, before I took a break here to talk to you guys. What's in a word? Demonology. What do you listen to? Death metal. What do you like? Black metal. those art forms have a place in history sure they do most of those guys don't even really believe the lyrics they're spitting out most of them have families maybe one or two of them don't i can recall a few it's not worth naming but um this book isn't what you think it is and i'm certainly not reading it to summon any demons but i am reading it because there's a very 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 interesting name who happens to be the author of this book Check this out. I think almost every single one of you knows exactly who King James is, as far as the history of theology. Um, King James the sixth and the first, by the way, which would be a whole different topic for a whole nother episode. That is actually not the focus of this episode, but yes, he is person who brought you your King James Bible in 1611 that book came out just before 1600 hopefully you're as curious as I am as to why the person who the exact Bible that we use in every courtroom the one that's in every single dresser in every hotel in America how come he wrote a book called demonology trying to kill witches and give a ton of reasons for it. And he wrote it in the style of Plato. He wrote it in the style of a, a conversation <laughs> between two people. So overall, very intriguing. And again, soon to be an entire episode about that. But the reason I put it up here first is because my research that I want to bring to you today is about words. Not necessarily etymology. There'll be time for that. There'll be guests for that. But this is more about the exact phrase that a lot of people like myself get pigeonholed into. You might even be able to guess it before I say it. But very often when trying to categorize whatever this is, truth or whatever you want to call it, people say, what are you, a conspiracy theorist? And they say it in a almost deflated sort of like another one but um as far as lately maybe always but definitely lately i'd say we're looking more like conspiracy realists in my mind because how much more of the things that we speak about need to come true before your eyes in order for you to at least acknowledge that we're doing research and trying to come up with truth we're trying to generate truth for you um this is yeah, it's a job, but it also has to be a passion and it also has to come from just a place of pure honesty. Let's break this down for a second. Conspiracy theory. What is a conspiracy? Is it already in our culture, in our short period of time that we've had? in this country with this particular version of our language has it already turned into something so negative that there's no way that anyone could think of it in any other light even though as we're going to find out it really doesn't really mean something negative until later on in its definitions in uh, its usage in law and other things like that because sometimes law dictionaries can be very revealing as i've learned through many other people that do this work Um, there's There's a good reason to have something like a law dictionary hanging around. And believe me, I do. It's a little heavy to lift up right now, but (laughs) it's a big one. But um, that would be Black's Law Dictionary. Certainly something to have if you're doing this kind of stuff. Um, There's also another book from 1607 called The Interpreter from John Cowell. And apparently this was being used for a very long time until books like Black's Law Dictionary came around Um, for law, for the purposes of law. And it seems like it was written a little more like a book than a dictionary, as I'll show you by that definition. But um, if we break it down in Latin, conspirare, agree, plot, agree to something. Not to plot a murder, not to plot the overthrow of a king or kingdom. This is just an agreement. Conspirare, agreement. Maybe I said it too Italian. But um, what about con, with, spirare, to breathe. Inspiration, inspirare, with, to breathe. It's an odd way to put it, but based on one of the earlier uh, definitions I came across quickly, or etymologies, I should say, uh, it was supposed to imply that many people or several or two people close together plotting something you're sharing your breath, Bre- to breathe with someone else. And uh, I thought that was extremely interesting, considering, again, how, how what a negative connotation this word on its own has, conspiracy. I also see the word pyre in there for fire, but let's not go that far. I don't think we have to right now, and um, maybe it isn't relevant to the way that I'm going to approach this right now. I have several dictionaries here Some are old, some are new I'm looking for older ones And um, hopefully something of an older encyclopedia I believe that I will Potentially be inheriting a, An older encyclopedia set at some point But how old is it? Is it old enough to have the old definitions? Because definitions change As I'm sure you've noticed um, The definition of I believe virus changed recently More, Even more recently than that This is being recorded in July of 2022. Even more recently than that, the definition of a recession has been altered, uh, much like Animal Farm, where we alter the seven laws, and no one really remembers enough to realize it, because they only altered them a little bit. They didn't change them outright or erase them. They didn't sponge the writing off the wall, but they did change them unnoticed, by the, popul- by the general populace. And this is a very interesting thing to reference from that important book. But um, simple definition overall, planning or acting together secretly, especially for an unlawful or harmful purpose, such as murder or treason. Especially for. This is not every time, I imagine. Now, meeting together secretly, that could be where we get uh, the plot from the original definition, but to agree to do something. This could be a group of kids agreeing to do a group project in school. It could be a bunch of adults agreeing to uh, bring kids to some vacation or to take them to a movie or something. it, It could be anything. It doesn't have to be bad, which I'm trying to get that point across right away because I want to clear the air on this word. Because I get it all the time. Yeah, I am going to be talking about conspiracy theories and their eventual uh, reality as they present themselves, usually in the truth, uh, in the form of truth. More often than not, I would say. So um, that was from the Webster's New World Dictionary from nineteen sixty-six. We move up a little bit to two thousand one. I have a smaller dictionary from Oxford. Now, smaller dictionaries always have less de- less thorough definitions, but they usually have the ones that seem to be the ones that hold the most weight. And that obviously is the same here. A secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. Now, we're completely past the especially for, and it's literally just telling you that it's something unlawful or harmful. That's the Oxford Dictionary from that uh, unfortunate year of 2001. And... Keep this in mind as we roll along here because, again, definitions change now. I didn't just choose one there. That's all there was there uh, for this particular dictionary. The other dictionary had other definitions, but it was relatively speaking the same thing. And you can always check for yourself, and I implore you to do so, because this isn't about me telling you exactly what to think. I'm completely against that. I'm trying to bring things to light and to get you to think about things a certain way so you can make your own decisions. You can go do your own research even if it's on a small level. I'm researching stuff all day for this reason, of course. Um, Then we move on to Black's Law Dictionary, and it does start off with an agreement by two or more persons to commit an unlawful act coupled with an intent, sorry, coupled with an intent to achieve the agreement's objective, and in most states, action or conduct that furthers the agreement, a combination for an unlawful purpose is the other one totally unlawful thing according to the modern law dictionary. That seems to be the main reference that they use. Um, Then we go back a ways. That was the 2019 edition, but this book, The Black's Law, is much older. Um, Then we have 1607, The Interpreter from John Cal. Conspiracy conspiratio, though both in Latin and French, it be used for an agreement of men. This is an older book, of course, different language slightly who do anything either good or bad yet in our lawyers books it is always taken in the evil part let's think about that for a second here we have a book that was the go-to book for law as far as I can tell from my research and this is from 1607 again right around the time that the King James Bible came out and this is telling you that even though it could be good or bad when it comes to a court of law, it's always looked at in the evil part. Apologize for repeating myself, but I think it is worth repeating. Think about that. Did you even know that conspiracy could be put into these terms? I'm not looking up, you know, conspiration or conspiratorial. I'm looking up the word conspiracy as it appears in these different dictionaries, these different definitions. So keep that in mind. also came across a... A court case from 1949, Cruel Witch versus U.S. Yes, actually, guy's name is Cruel Witch, K R U L E W I T C H. And there's a humongous statement that I believe the the sorry the lawyer the judge was making at the time, and um, he says that it illustrates it illustrates a present drift in the federal law of conspiracy. Which warrants some further comment. Think about this. Now the judge is questioning what's going on in this is 1949. What the case is about, not necessarily important. I can certainly go into detail, but I don't plan on it. Most importantly, though, it says so vague that it almost defies definition. This is the word conspiracy. The definition is so vague that the, this judge doesn't even want to use it, and he goes on to even mention that we're too busy trying to um we're so busy trying to put blame on the conspiracy part of the crime that we're not worried about the crime anymore it's odd I find it odd and I hope that it gets your wheel spinning and it gets you thinking about certain things because again when you call somebody a conspiracy theorist I'm not telling you that you did but if You do, or if you heard one being called that, or if you've been called that, perhaps you're in the third camp there. What are they even trying to say? People use words without realizing what they really mean, or how they were used, or how they actually are meant to be used. This happens all the time. I think I used the word dejected in a strange way in one of the last episodes, and it just came out in a long-winded sentence the wrong way, but I me- it made sense when I used it, but I didn't necessarily use it properly. This happens all the time. It's fine. You get the point across with body language, with other things. Get the point across. It's no big deal. But think about this. Again, this judge during this case said this conspiracy is so vague that it defies definition. And there's a mouthful defies definition. And then goes on to say that we're too busy trying to put blame on who gets, you know, the right punishment for a conspiracy when, meanwhile, the act, the crime itself kind of gets almost a second-tier offense. I had no idea until I looked this up, of course. Really, I had no idea. So I thought that was very interesting. And uh, last but not least, an online search of conspiracy theory in general. This is as of basically yesterday. Um, A theory that explains an event or set of circumstances as the result of a secret plot by usually powerful conspirators. A theory asserting that a secret of great importance is being kept from the public. Now, I can see that. That sounds right. It's a theory about a conspiracy. It's important to make theories. This is how the scientific method works, whether it was Galileo with the assayer, or anyone else that you can name that may have been responsible for using the scientific method. It, it is like saying that you know when the universe started. You don't know who started the scientific method. You don't know which caveman opened which rock and noticed the crystals inside and thought to himself, well, there's way more to this. I can't think with words, but I know something is here the person that discovered paint. Did that not happen because of the scientific method? Did it happen by accident? You weren't there, and there's no accounts to tell you. This is why I'm here. I'm here to question these things. Question everything, I've heard it a million times. But yes, question everything. Make sure that when you are in a in a conversation with somebody, I don't want to call it an argument, Make sure when you're on the other side of a conversation, when you're trying to make your point while somebody else, another adult, is trying to make their point, make sure you know what you're talking about. It's easy to say, it really is. It's very easy for me to say, of course, because I'm kind of making this a job, but I've always felt this way. And I think most people do as well, even if it means that you're wrong let's just say half the time <laughs> who knows how often and this isn't some bickering between old friends or married couple Those, that's inevitable this is trying to get to the bottom of something this is what science is you produce a hypothesis you look at all the facts from the data that you collect empirical or otherwise And hopefully you have somebody else to bounce ideas off of, or somebody else doing the same thing, coming up with different results, thus proving each other slightly wrong, and maybe you come to a final conclusion about, well, maybe this is actually um, what's true. And notice I said, maybe, because the world is so unbelievably vast, this realm, that you just never know. You never know. Even in the world that I existed in for quite a while, the music world, there's a monster player around every corner it's not about being a technical wizard eventually you have to just know how to sit in the pocket so to speak play right how to write music how to make a good song as opposed to just showing off all the time it's not about right or wrong things change over time you see that you're good somebody else is good too everyone gets a fair shot everyone's got different ideas and they're all great Um, when it comes to science maybe that we do need a final answer on certain things but um there's a lot of things that we don't have the final answer for that's for damn sure particularly things like whatever you want to call it outer space we'll call it loosely outer space and uh, the bottom of the ocean the moon in general who knows what's left to figure out our own bodies that have cameras and electricity, different signals and paths, a functioning motor that acts like a metronome. (laughs) It's really something special. And I still think there's quite a lot to learn, even though so many cultures have figured out so much. There's clearly more to the story. We can't reproduce it. And a lot of people often say, I don't see how one could surpass their own creator. Now don't hold me to this position as far as there being a creator, but as far as intelligent design. As an ex-computer programmer? I don't know. I, I, I think there's a very strong case for it, and that's another episode, of course. But there's another conspiracy theory. Were we made? Who raised the first child? And this comes back to something that we'll get into with the theory category here. Because again, I, I have so much to say and um, there's only so many ways to say it in this format, especially when I'm not bouncing off of a guest. And um, again, this is the point of debate. This is the point of having human interaction, not pressing play and letting a computer play a, an entire show for a crowd, having an orchestra instead, having a band, whatever the setting happens to be, even if it's just a duet, tends to be more satisfying than a solo thing for a number of reasons. We'll get to music in another time. Of course, I know something about music, and composers throughout the years, centuries, have some very interesting stories that I think you're going to find uh, very provocative and um, potentially make you want to go search this stuff out yourself. Hopefully. So, now where are we? We've discussed conspiracy. We've kind of torn it apart a little bit. Nothing crazy, but we certainly got to the odds and ends of what people used to define it as and what we now see it as particularly in this exact form conspiracy theory conspiracy theorist common label unfairly given in my opinion because it would often indicate that you're either a complete loon perhaps guilty as charged speaking of law and court (laughs) but there's plenty more to that story and um, I think it gets used very negatively and often in a I'm smart, you're an idiot kind of format, which I certainly don't appreciate in any respect. And um, there's every human being has a lot of knowledge, even if they don't seem like it. There's so much going on in our yet-to-be-figured-out brains that you, you can't assume that you know what somebody knows. And I feel like there's a lot of assumptions, very assumptive culture, overall and uh maybe it's because of things like the internet people say i'll just google it and they no longer memorize anything now i'm not saying you have to go and memorize something but you have to memorize something you do have to memorize things this is this is how we learn language this is how we learn in general and having a number of different types of informations on tap can really broaden your perspectives when it comes to an adult conversation, some kind of debate, or considering the past, present, future. All this is just coming from me talking about the word conspiracy. And again, that's the point. I want you to go and go, go past me. Get past this. Find more. Come back to me with it. We'll advance it further. There's always more to the story. Um, we're looking at you know standard English letters in front of me right now. There's plenty of other cultures, there's plenty of other perhaps untranslated descriptions of these things that go much further back. and I'm certain that they do as a matter of fact. So keep that in mind as we as we uh, chug along here. So, what is a theory? What kind of definitions did I find for that? i got to tell you not as many. It didn't appear in the law dictionary, and that was surprising. I thought the word theory would be there. As a matter of fact, and it really wasn't. There was theory of this, theory of that. Um, or I mean, I'm sorry, maybe there was conspiracy of this, conspiracy of that, but not conspiracy theory and not theory. The word theory wasn't present, so that I found that very surprising. Actually, I, I really did. But as far as the, uh, my Webster's New World dictionary from 1966. I found a number of definitions. They're all slightly different, but overall, the the typical flow of it is a looking at, contemplation, a speculation. Let's keep that one in mind the most. Speculation. Theory. Speculation. Originally, a mental viewing, as in a designed idea in your mind. An idea of a grand utopia. This is a theory and potentially a impossible and or dangerous one, an idea or mental plan of the way to do something. Strangely enough, this falls into the conspiracy category, a plan, a plot to do something, how to go about something, which ends up in our law system now to be unlawful or negative, whatever you want to call it. So again, interesting that these two not related words that are suddenly married together in a certain term that we, especially around here, use. And there's a similar definition there, and I thought that was really interesting. I didn't expect that, actually. A formulation of apparent relationships or underlying principles of certain observed phenomena which has been verified to some degree. Verified to some degree. I can live with that, especially um, being somebody who has a thirst for knowledge. Philosophia, if you will. And I definitely, I find this one to be maybe the most interesting because apparent relationships, a formulation of apparent relationships, that's an important facet of anything because especially when it comes to things like our defense mechanisms, um, let's just say, think of it this way, you're in the dark navigating your way home through streets you've been in and you see a bush moving a certain way or a shadow potential shadowy figure, it's probably just a street sign, right? But your defense mechanisms go up because you sense an apparent danger. You there's there's reasons to do this. There's nothing wrong with theories. We need theories. Theories are what create inventions, theories are what create advancements in science, technology, whatever you want to call it. Very important stuff. Um which has been verified to some degree, fine. Again, we can start to say, this is looking pretty good. Let's keep pushing here and making sure that it's finalized. Let's make sure we can turn it into a law, like a law of physics or something like that. Maybe you see where I'm getting at with this. But um, popularly, a mere hypothesis, conjecture, or guess. Don't really care too much about the word guess right now, but a mere hypothesis nothing but in other words it's a guess it's a hypothesis that is then to be fleshed out through tireless trial and error hopefully and maybe you can see where I'm going with this some of you probably already do but maybe some of you aren't sure where I'm going with this please uh, stick with it and I think you'll have a very good idea where I'm going with this actually Um, From my little mini-dictionary from 2001, an idea or system of ideas intended to explain something. Another interesting definition. All of these things, are they saying the same thing? I don't really think so. I think, especially one of the earlier ones, a mental viewing. I've never seen that definition for theory until I looked for it myself. And that was, again, from a 1966 dictionary. I guarantee, well, I'm sorry, I have a good feeling. That's not in a lot of modern dictionaries now. I don't have a large volume dictionary from recent times, but um, again, based on the definition of astrology in this book and if in this dictionary from 66 and a few other ones, there is definitely marked changes in the way things are interpreted and or brought to the public, because they these are taken as straight fact. Of course, every single piece of this d- dictionary is, it, this is the way of the world. This is the way it is. But when the definition for astrology says a pseudoscience. I'm not sure if I can really agree that every single thing in that dictionary is 100% foolproof and or (laughs) human-proof, to say the very least. I'm not sure. Well, I will be sure because I'm looking into it right now. Who is Webster? What reason does he have to have this dictionary? There's other things, too. Um, Reuters, actually, who you may be familiar with, is responsible for the, at least for the distribution of the Black's Law Dictionary. I doubt they wrote it, but... Thomson Reuters um, is responsible for that. Let's call it a tome. It's quite a large book. Um, keep these, again, keep these things in mind as we talk through more of this because I am trying to just dispel the negative connotation that comes along with conspiracy theorist because I'm sure this will be labeled as that. This show, this podcast, me, I've been labeled it, Certainly maybe haven't been putting myself out in public as one but clearly based on me staring at this camera lens that has changed um and then in the uh, national geographic web article i came across that i believe i can flesh out a lot better uh, in due time in science the word theory indicates a very high level of probability it's national geographic when I was young, they were awesome. I couldn't wait to see National Geographic. Then they got their own channel eventually, and they called it Nat Geo, I think. And I'm talking about, you know, maybe 20 years ago. And um still good stuff, you know. But it's things just, you start questioning things. And they start pushing climate change agendas. And they start showing you shots of the earth that they're telling you are not from a satellite, but just computer-generated. Hey, more more on that later, uh, possibly not today, but it's coming. So now that we've discussed conspiracies and theories as much as possible through definitions, why don't we discuss something else? Something that will help you look inside a bit further, perhaps. How many theories do you take as facts? How many apparent relationships or underlying principles of certain observed phenomena, which have been verified to some degree, do you take as facts? How many theories are passed along as facts when they're not? Much like a mask mandate being passed as a law, passed along as a law, it wasn't passed as a law, but it's being kind of shoved in your face as a law, how many of these theories are are treated as absolute fact because as National Geographic says the word theory indicates a very high level of probability in science and don't even bother thinking that i don't like science we all do (laughs) it's like somebody says they don't like music it's hard to believe you say you can't hear notes you can't sing fine Music's there. It's in everyone's lives. And um, you you work off of rhythm. Rhythm is around you. Even if it's not a melody, rhythm is around you. There's We just had a scientific discussion. Everything is science. That's not to say there aren't more people that are highly trained in certain aspects of certain fields. I don't have that when it comes to certain sciences. When it comes to the science of music, I think I'm actually pretty well versed, as a matter of fact, and I'm certain I'll be able to Um, at least state my case soon enough in future episodes but let's talk about one or two or three maybe of these theories that are definitely passed off as absolute fact and um, maybe it's just that we have to put our faith in things maybe we need to trust the science or maybe they need us to trust the science so they can get away with things that are not good for us as a species forget about your soul or anyone's soul or having shelter clothing food these are basically the most important things ever for all of humanity for all of time but none of it matters if it doesn't if we don't exist human beings now can human beings as a species be eradicated? An extinction level event, as they may call it. They sure as hell seem to have proof to some degree that there were things like ice ages and extinctions of dinosaurs and things like that. Things that existed well before us and were so different that, well, let me say this much they're still changing what they think dinosaurs looked like now they got feathers i'm sure maybe some of you have seen this i can't believe it i was obsessed with dinosaurs way more than you probably think i really was i knew all of the names i had tons of books national geographic issues that had them um you know entire series of books that were made for kids special exclusive you know one time only kind of things that i got rid of and i never should have but um i had pictures i put pictures all over my walls my parents dealt with that they are awesome <laughs> and i tons of dinosaur stuff i was completely obsessed i recall one of my or my kindergarten teacher who was a very cool person i saw her maybe 4 or 5 years later in the same lunchroom because it was the same school at the time And there was the kindergartners were doing a dinosaur thing. Each one of them was a different dinosaur. They had like a sentence or two to say about the dinosaur and they dressed like them and they acted like them. And that teacher saw me. This is years later now. And she said that it reminded her of me because I was so obsessed with dinosaurs. Just just me giving you at least a little proof, hopefully, if you believe my story. And I promise you it's very true um, that I was obsessed and I couldn't stop talking about it. I was obsessed with dinosaurs. Um, So, small tangent, but I just want to give you as much of my character as I can. Because I'm just staring at a lens right now. I want to make sure that I'm actually speaking to you. I really do. Because I am. I really am. I'm speaking to all of you right now. All of my viewers. And the viewers that haven't happened yet. I'm speaking to them too, believe me. Um, So what kind of theories do we take as fact? Well, we might as well start with the theory of evolution because it is still called the theory of evolution. And, um, one of my previous guests, actually, Spiro, Spiro generos, we were talking, I don't even know how long ago he had something of a near death experience. As a matter of fact, due to a, um, an unfortunate incident in a car where he walked out completely unscathed and according to him he was in maybe the back right or something of the vehicle he was in the spot that he should have been the most injured and he walked out scot-free and he was wearing a cross um, i'm not telling you that i'm christian or religious or in, in any way but um he certainly became more r- religious from there which is 100% understandable and very agreeable and i think he's very brave for stating that he is nowadays honestly it's a lot easier to be an atheist (laughs) I assure you (laughs) Uh, nowadays and openly be one but um we were talking about evolution being possibly not what they say it is or that it's definitely not the process that got us to where we are and um we were talking about you know oh the bible it's just a book And and then yeah Charles Darwin origin of the species just a book And one of them gets all the credit for a time period that is hard to find out the truth about historically. And this particular one, Origin of the Species, is passed along as straight up fact. Now, I'm sure that, and I know it is, it's well written. It's written by a smart person who has ties to all kinds of different family lineages that ended up writing all kinds of different books that telling you all kinds of different things. More to come on that in the future. But... Uh, this Darwin, Charles Darwin and Alfred Russell Wallace, Theory of Evolution and Natural Selection, is really where this whole thing came from. We're talking about 1859. So, near to the turn of the century. We're getting close to the 20th century. and That's when all the big things start happening, in my opinion. But, leading up to it, the 1800s was a tumultuous time for everything. And the books that were written in the 1800s, I I can't get enough of them. There's so much interesting information written by very well-educated people. Very differently educated people, I should say. And um, please believe me when I tell you, this is not the first instance of the theory of evolution by any means. But this is when it really got solidified. This is when it happened. So, leading into the 20th century, we became godless. Is God is dead? Is that what Nietzsche said? Maybe he was talking a little more about, uh, probably a scientific edge, but, um, there are way more, um, there are far better expertise out there than my, myself to discuss that. Um, there's anaximander, so Greek, um, Ionian, which is actually a music term as well. Um, and that is a whole different bag of worms I've got, uh, ready for us, but he apparently wrote about, a, a abigenesis, which, abiogenesis, sorry, which is how we started from fish and worked our way up. And that would explain, according to him, who raised the first child, how since babies cannot raise themselves, somebody must have. Now, I agree. Somebody must have. I've got a baby under one, and I've got a baby who's just over two. And they can't do anything for themselves. <laughs> I'm doing my best to catch these babies from falling off of high places. So this is... um, And we're talking about... There you have a general date for this guy, an from 610 to 546 B.C. It's the general time they say he existed. They say he wrote a book called On Nature. You, you can't get it. You can't find it if someone knows how to get a copy or at least... reference point or some section of a manual or some deep sea scroll type discovery, you let me know. I'm very curious because this guy's getting quoted left and right for things like evolution, um, our current accepted um, globe model. Let's call it that. Certainly heliocentric. Um, Very interesting. Very interesting that a lot of these people that are theoretically saying things are being again credited with, um, you know, starting something or credited with creating something out of references from other people, a doxography of it. I'm not sure that I can agree with that. It's not easy for me to take all of these things as facts when there's definitely people that think otherwise, always have been. It's not like any of this is new. And this is the point, though debate adult conversations I'm not trying to wave these things in front of you as change your life, change your mind. I'm trying to help you change your own mind if needed about certain things not for you to think my way but theoretically for you to at least place yourself in the direction of and closer to the truth because that's really all that matters in this truth. That's what this is all about that's what I want. Um, there's plenty more to talk about with Darwin, of course, but that's not, that's beyond the scope of this. I really am looking to get down to conspiracies and theories. That's the point of this show. And uh, again, we're discussing what kind of theories you take as fact. Um, if you wanted to look at something that was the opposite of Darwin, you could check out William Paley's Natural Theology of... or Evidences of the existence and attributes of the deity. This is a book that speaks of the opposite to evolution, the theory of evolution. It doesn't mean he's right at all. You pick up these old books, as I believe I said in a different different episode, you pick up these old books sometimes and they're pretty hard to read. I mean, this King James book here, it's okay. It's saying something. But since the format is written as if it were fiction between two fictional you know greek um sophists or whatever they are it's hard to really grasp the full nature of what he's saying but if you read it carefully and there's a lot of footnotes in this really well done version um there's a lot of footnotes and they give you insight into what this man was trying to say and what he was trying to get done again as far as witches specifically witches and wizards which is um, which is certainly getting to a pretty heated point, in my opinion, unfairly, of course. And um, I may even have my own wife on for that, because she knows a thing or two about it, and she's got a lot to say about the way things are going currently. It's, it's pretty crazy in a lot of ways. But um, let's talk about some other theories, because I think we're, we have a good chunk of information here can call this an episode, I'd say. Um, The theory of gravity. What does it make you think? How much do you truly believe in the theory of gravity? Yes, what they say is gravity occurs. Is there any other way to explain it? Are they too busy creating a number of other theories to explain it? That sounds suspicious on its own. But let's go a little further here. Uh, From Isaac Newton's The Principle, there's an entire equation that can describe this gravity force F equals G um, M1 M2 over F over R2. So who cares? Math, you know, to say that math is going to tell me what gravity is, I mean, yes, I'm sure a force can be determined mathematically. But, um, maybe there's more to it than that. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson, or I know it was him, but I don't remember when he had said, if you go to France, you learn French. If you go to Spain, you learn Spanish. If you want to go to the universe, you learn math. If you want to create video games, you might have to learn some math. If you want to go to the universe, I'm not sure that the language of the universe is math. It's, basically the most sterile thing I've ever heard from that camp of thought you don't look up and see equations and mathematics you can quantify things mathematically with the things that we humans have generated for ourselves yes we've got 10 sure we've got 10 sure we've got 0 through 9 or do we have 0 computers certainly do Do you? More on that another time, too. (laughs) As if I haven't said that enough. But um, I have a lot planned. Some of it's sitting next to me as we speak. But um, I want to keep this focused. But think about it. Um, And Aristotle said, Earth is the center of the universe and attracts all of the mass in the universe to it. This is a very old account. And um, I don't think people are saying he was wrong. He was simply uh, off in his calculations. There's your math. As far as you know what was where and what was pulling what. Keep this in mind too. As we discuss these theories, I remind you, they are still theories. How long does it take for a theory to not be a theory anymore? When it's proven or when it doesn't work and you can't keep it proving it, and it becomes debunked. This is when we get rid of a theory and we move on. This happens all the time. Not with these. It's important to somebody that these theories are accepted as facts and each one of them requires the other, may I remind you. You have to believe in everything they tell you about the stars in order for any of this to work. Any of these theories. When you look up, What's moving? How does the Big Dipper still look like the Big Dipper if every single star in it is a different uncalculatable distance from each other and from you? They're all moving at the same rate to keep that exact shape? I've been told that there's parallax. Which, if you're not sure of what that is, picture it this way. Something close, something far the far thing is going to move much slower than the close thing as they both move simultaneously. This is the nature of parallax. And to quote video games, that's how I learned about it. I remember a lot of the older 8-bit games were using parallax to great effect to have a background and a middle ground and a foreground. And um, it's it's the way things usually work in the world as well. But when it comes to outer space and The stars, the fixed stars as they've always been called, they seem to move simultaneously at the same rate. So before we get way too far into that conversation, keep this in mind. Everything they tell you about what happened, what is happening when you look up, it's required that you believe all of these theories. It's required that you believe that in order for the theories to be right. And when you have to add theories to theories to theories for one theory to work, it kind of sounds like a kid who's telling more lies to make sure that the first original lie is still standing correct in the mind of and eyes of whoever heard the first time. Um, it's it's an adolescent approach to something. Now, I am not any of these scientists, and there are great people doing great things every single day—scientists, teachers, doctors. This doesn't mean that they weren't trained to do things they don't even realize are affecting the world at large in certain ways. You can learn anything. You can learn, let's say, the Lord of the Rings. You can learn that entire world. You can learn that language. It's not real, but you can learn it, and now you know something that isn't real, but you're an expert at it. You can be an expert at anything real or fake you can create your own world and some people do this is art keep all these things in mind i'm just trying to make sure that everyone really does actually think for themselves and has a chance to because there's no chance to do that nowadays you know that everyone knows that you can't tell me otherwise you can't i gotta i have to be right about this one nobody has time to think And they think they have time to love. And they think they have time to live. But it's often quite short. The work-life balance is a very tough thing. It's very tough. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. Not theories. (laughs) Or maybe they're theories. But um, I'm not claiming that theories. Any of my theories are facts. No way. Um, Gravity has no influence on subatomic particles. Um there's quantum gravity. it's quantum mechanics. It's a fundamental theory in physics. It has to be there. They all have to be there for each other. In outer space, attraction between original gaseous matters forms stars. They're saying gases can attract each other. I definitely have not researched that one, but they're talking about things you'll never see. Very often I find things that are too far, for the human eye, things that are too small, like germs for the human eye. these are the things they can control you with if they so desired. Because you can't disprove it yourself, you can't. They're telling you you're too dumb to do the math. You can't be a rocket scientist. It's always the term, right, rocket scientists. No, it's basically rocket science. Heard that a million times i've also heard it's all greek to me but i do speak greek actually <laughs> which is very interesting um if coming from that perspective but keep this in mind um they're even telling you that gravity influences the circulation of fluids in multicellular organisms your fluids are affected by gravity and i'm sure you've all heard how the moon which menstrual cycles are paired up to for women Can affect the ocean, can affect the water, the waves, the tide. Um, If entire oceans, and as far as I know, it's really just one big, humongous body of water with separate point separations. If entire, if the entire, the entirety of the body of water that is on this, let's just say planet for the moment. If all of that water is being held down because the earth is spinning so fast that you would never be able to calculate it or see it or feel it, if the entire ocean is being held down by gravity and you have water in your body, a lot as far as what they're telling you, how can you even get out of bed? How can you even walk? If it's affecting your, your cells, if it's affecting your the circulation of fluids in your body, how come you can walk? I'm having a lot of trouble figuring this out in my mind because I'm trying to get over it in a way that I tried when I was younger. I thought about this all the time. I would leave school, look straight up at the sun and say, I can't believe it, you know, in, a, in an almost <laughs> like a frenzy of, of excitement that there's so much left to learn. That's what it was then for me. I would look up and say, I can't believe it. It's burning my face. How is it so far? How are we moving it was The Emperor's New Clothes which I've mentioned on this show before and I'm actually writing a book right now that's almost done and I think that came up in there too for this reason because maybe we do need to look back and find something with childlike eyes not to become immature runts but to see things from what they are in an obvious fashion as a scientist would It's easy to get caught up in modern thought, modern science, modern anything. And then suddenly you lose sight of what's right in front of you. This can happen to anyone. It's not your fault. You were raised this way, not by your parents. Just think about it. So, another theory is the Big Bang Theory, and or the Big Bang Idea, and um, it may have come before this, it looks like it did, but in 1949, which is actually the same year as something else we discussed here, isn't it? I'll remember in a second. Uh, Fred Hale coined the phrase, in a BBC radio broadcast, coined the phrase the Big Bang Theory, or maybe he said the Big Bang Idea then. And... I often see the moment following the Big Bang as this agreed-upon, provable thing. The moment following the Big Bang. Have you heard that term before? I think you might have. I've heard it plenty. And it seems like they speak about it. They, as in whoever, whatever scientist or astrophysicist or whatever is discussing it, they seem to be 100% sure that they can tell you not only when it happened, Due to how fast things are moving away from us, which obviously is imperceivable at the naked eye, but that they can tell you that something happened right after it, millisecond after, moment after the big bang. I've definitely seen that term before. What does that mean to you? Why was one of the most popular shows ever called the big bang theory straight up called the big bang theory? just throwing it out there also wondering why a game a very very popular game show is named after a tarot card the wheel of fortune and have the crowd kind of almost like in a sermon just chanting it wheel of fortune i i never knew when i was young and now thinking back it's actually kind of weird i maybe even the lights were dim when they say it and the lights come on it's not that it's a negative card or something but now that I know about tarot, but um, it's so strange. It really is kind of strange, I think, honestly. Um, so, why? This is one last thing about the Big Bang Theory, the outer space, and all that. Why did Neil deGrasse Tyson say that math is the language of the universe? If you take the time to truly think about what that means, what the impact of that would mean for us, yeah, if there was some life form that had nothing to do with us and we went like this and they added you, you could see there's two of something and one of something. Yeah, I did math. Inter- international language break universal language breaks boundaries. Yes. Math can do this. But so can music. And so can just gesture. Gesture can do it. Love relatively universal even if it's just a gift or holding a door for somebody just out of love for humanity this is perceivable by anyone any language um why are we obsessed with mathematizing everything we don't have to you know it turns it it, it makes people first of all it turns some people away and maybe in my experience only i can't prove it because i didn't do any testing or research or take any you know polls on it but i remember a very large portion of the women in grade school i don't think in college as much just not only said they weren't good at it but that they genuinely didn't like it and they had no interest in it whatsoever we're talking about math here um again simple addition subtraction multiplication pretty important obviously but once things get to like that equation i said earlier f equals g m1 m2 over r2 i mean really is that is that something that's real is that actually real it is gravity actually what they say it is 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 Does mass attract to itself because of its velocity, of how fast it's spinning? It can't be reproduced in nature. Go find it. Show me who has reproduced the setting that creates gravity. You can't reproduce it in nature. That already keeps it at the theory level and makes it relatively, relatively suspicious, I'd say. It's just my opinion, of course. But when balls spin, they throw water off of them. Of course, people can come right back at me and tell me exactly what the science has listed mathematically. It's probably 20 pages to tell you why that's not so when the Earth spins from its inception. If however old it is, with this molten core that no one has any proof of. Go look it up. I'm very curious. Uh, again, what, why Why do we have to mathematize everything? Why, why isn't music the language of the of the universe, certain people certainly did Johannes Kepler, a few other guys well regarded in both circles I'd say the conspiracy theorists and the scientism I think everyone regards this guy with, and they should but um, do, do we have to mathematically quantify gravity? Does relative density explain most of this if the air and or ether that we are certainly in invisible as it may be I drop a feather it doesn't drop the way an anvil will and yes I recall a stunt on one of the moon landings that showed that but um, you know movie magic is real and I'm not sure if it's that or not but I gotta tell you pretty suspicious stuff the moon rotates like a clock the Sun rotates like a clock they perceivably are the same size most of the year And they cover each other perfectly and time seems to slow down when it happens seems to lock in and just kind of sit there a long time and then come back out i never heard anyone explain that maybe you have leave me a comment tell me about it please i'm i really am actually honestly curious i really do want to know and um I guess we'll we'll end with this little thing here. I found that as I was searching this stuff, there is something called the theory of everything. I did not know about this, actually. <laughs> and it's sort of like Neo in the Matrix, if you're familiar, when at the end of the first one, he finally sees the code of everything and he knows everything that's going to happen. You can't touch him. He's in complete control. And that's kind of what the theory of everything was stating, that um, it's an unsolved problem in physics. It requires general relativity and quantum mechanics in order to function but those are both theories as well and again you have something else to say about it please do i will discuss it with you i'll have you on my show if i if you want i want to have discussions i'm not looking to create an echo chamber where i have on the same five guests 20 times a year and we discuss the same things over and over again and agree with each other constantly i need agreeable people for something but that's not the point here that there wouldn't i would not there would be no reason for this show there would be no reason for any shows like it and it wouldn't be very fun would it? so honestly tell me tell me what you think about this because I'm pondering it like crazy right now we chase theories we make assumptions and new theories to explain the old ones like I said earlier and that's kind of where it ends for me it really is I I, I can't trust it It's hard for me to trust it. It really is. And um, just looking up forces it. The pyramids at Giza still reference the same set of stars. The constellations still exist, and every year they start over just like they did the year before. Can something be reproduced in nature? Doesn't that matter more than anything else? Isn't that part of science? I thought it was. I... Maybe I was. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be very wrong about every single thing I've said today. Nothing would please me more. It would give me another twenty episodes of information to do, because then I could start from scratch and research everything again. I would love it. I would love to be wrong about a lot of this stuff. It hurts. It hurts to to realize that a lot of things that you took for not only truth but you know that. Your heroes. You have to drop your heroes. And um maybe that's the Hollywood aspect of this whole television culture. This whole twenty four hour news culture. On a more serious note. Perhaps that was the point. I was supposed to be something else. I was lined up for it, as far as my education was guiding me anyway. Not my parents not my friends either but my education and um, I'll leave you with this were the ancients incompetent? do you think so? because I certainly don't and I've heard a lot of people think otherwise and I think it's really unfortunate because they they did so much I'm not talking about agriculture and clothing. I'm talking about astrology. I'm talking about the physical sciences, the body. You can apparently pull your third eye right out of your nose. And I uh, definitely recall being taught about how they would use certain tools to remove the brain from the nose before uh, creating mummies in Egypt, and I'm sure some other places, and I know there's some experts out there that can help me with that information. But um, I find them very curious. It seems that everything was hidden in plain sight. I heard a lot of the things that I talk about. I heard about them uh, when I was younger. I, I was taught them. And now I'm quickly finding out that those things aren't being taught anymore. Why has school's curriculum changed so drastically in my small lifetime? It's something to think about. Why have these definitions changed so drastically in somebody's lifetime like mine? I'm only 40. It's worth asking. And as it always will be on this show, I hope that you ask questions for yourself and take some time, even if it's a small amount of time. Take some time. Do a little research. It feels good. You'll you'll be happy you did because you can clarify something. You can speak more confidently about something. You can teach your kid or your friend something or your lover, anything. Your parents. Anyone can learn from other people learning. That's how learning works and that's the beauty of it. We are freaking geniuses, every single one of us. Thank you so much, guys. And uh, plenty more to come on this show, and stay tuned. We'll see you soon. Thanks.